welcome to Side Character Quest. I'm your side character guest, Eli, and with you, as always, is your host. Welcome to Bad Intro Generator. Please roll 1d6 for random voice quality. We kind of did a robot last time, but um, I guess this is a different one. Please shut up. Uh, 1d6. I got a 1. You have selected Bad German as your voice quality. Please roll 1d4 for your personality quirk. I got a 1. You have selected Sensual. Oh no. Oh no, a bad a bad German accent? As Yeah, how are you doing today? How are you doing today, my friend? I'm, I'm doing all right. I see you there with your headphones. Quite, quite stylish over there. Oh, thanks, they're Star Wars themed. Oh, I wish that I was there so I could smoke your earlobes. No. But the last day I know little prisons. Can we get Ty in here? I'm uncomfortable. Oh, sure, I will go get Ty. It would be very wonderful. Okay. Alright, bye. Bye. Hello! Hi, you left it on random host generator again and came up with a sexy German person. Mmm, that sounds uh, delightful. It wasn't, it was uncomfortable. Wait, did you say a sexy one? Yeah, yeah, or sensual. <sighs> okay, sensual. okay, Sen sensual. Okay, I was just I, wondering because the, the personality quirk menu it just has sensual, hateful, best friend, and zealous. Uh, so I don't see how it could have done uh, the sexy, um, but sensual makes sense. Ty, can't you just show up on time for once? No. I hear Hey, Ty, sometimes you show up on time for other guests, but for me, you're always late. And you know what? I'm starting to get hurt by it. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I, 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 hope you, I hope you know that it's only because I trust you to open the show without, uh, without any supervision. Okay, well, thanks, Ty. Just, just don't leave it on the random host generator again. That was uncomfortable. Why do you hate me so... Well, you hurt his feelings. Well, it's a computer. It doesn't have feelings. Me, I love you. He loves you. Hold on. Wait, I got this. Control. Alt. Delete. Okay. End task. I think I think I shut it down. I'm dying in your arms. Oh no. Nope. Nope. Not in my arms. Aw, uh, he did. You kill him. That's so cruel. I'd do it so many times. I would do it several more times. Nice. That I can only kill it once. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that I, I, your lust for blood is, uh, is, is un- Nope, not blood. Your lust for, for wet electronics is, oh no. <laughs> no, nope. let's, hey, recap. <laughs> recap. Okay, uh. Wait, wait, hit me with that, uh... Last time on Side Character Quest. I find whenever I do that, I try to make my voice echoey by itself, but I know that you're just gonna put on sound effects, so... Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's not really necessary. Uh, so do you wanna do, you wanna do a, a quick, uh, quick recap? Um, you can do this sure. very vague. Sure, I had a vision quest. Um, I was a deer and a cat. Or nope, I was a deer and a mouse and a bear. And then I had to trap fish from going into the temple, uh, which was a real bummer. And then I showed up and some... I got in the temple, I got the place where the storm was originating from, and just in the middle was someone that I think longtime listeners might recognize, but, uh, Lore... Oh, it's just assuming is a haint. It's a haint. Gotcha. So, so tell me what, um, what do you know about the situation right now? Like, me as a person. Like, what does what does Lore know about this situation right now that he has found he has walked himself into? So, you you are standing you are standing uh just out of this hall in the middle of this temple on the top of a mountain. In the center of the room is this figure with some sort of dark energy radiating out, radiating out of them. Dark colored, not necessarily evil. And then big, big old wings. 
Yeah, so, um, I can tell you what Lore knows. Okay. Lore knows that he is in the temple that the, um, the temple of Brega that, um, as far as he knows, only the peak is supposed to go into. Mm-hmm. And the current peak, Fish, cannot go into. So as far as Lore knows, he's the only person who can come in here. What else does he know? He knows that the bottle trees that are put up outside the temple to keep Hanks out um, are broken. He knows that the storm that originates in this room that he is in has gotten bad enough for the current peak, his uh, childhood friend Fish, to come and find him and drag him literally to the other side of the known world. Um, And he knows that some evil-looking motherfucker is in the middle of things, and he's probably a haint. She... Wait, what? Like, describe... Because you've just said a person, so, like, is it just, like, a vague person shape with a uh, dark aura? Um, give me, give me a, uh, I feel like you can give me a perception check here. Depending on how well you do, I might just continue to give you some extra info, or I might make you roll in the future. If you get, if you get real good, then I might just tell you stuff. Because, like, Eli knows more about this situation because I've been listening to side character quests for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, my, um, passive perception is, or not passive perception, my perception roll is a 12. Perception rolls a 12. Okay, you can tell that she uh, is taller than you. Um, She looks vaguely human if it wasn't for the fact that she has black eyes and and she has a large, um, large wings that are are kind of tattered looking. You're raising your hand. What's up? Um, Just to let you know, Ty, you I believe in your asides episode, you did mention that Silas in this form still has glowing eyes. Yes, glowing black eyes. Oh, glowing black eyes. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Um, well, then I apologize. Yeah, thank you for for catching that, though. You also know uh, that no, you also notice that uh, their form is sort of overlaid with another sort of shadowy shape, and I think that that's all I'm really going to give you. Their their clothes are are not in great shape either. They're they're kind of dirty. Uh, they they seem to be carrying some sort of a uh, pack on their back or 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 probably on the ground near them. OK, is it also safe to say just because and I don't know if you're going to change this later, but last time you used the bargainer's voice. So is it safe to say that, like, the voice does not necessarily match the motions of the body that it is coming from? Uh, Yes, that is that is safe to say. OK, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Lore reaches down and unties his club off his hip and it starts to glow green and sprout plants as he casts shillelagh and he's like you're the ugliest damn haint I've ever seen in my life now only haint Laura's ever seen in his life if she is a haint but we will see okay so so I'm going to try to do the original bargainer's voice, um, but I, I've been having a little bit of trouble, like, locking in on it. So sorry if, it, if I slip sometimes. Sure. Well, well, well. What have we here? I think you, you went too British. I, I think, um, I think. Uh, mm, okay. All right. So hey, need to dial can, I, back? Can, I, can I tell you what I, what I would imagine it as? Yeah. Remember your voice that you used for that other podcast? Yes. It's like that, more feline. Okay, okay. Um. Well, well, well. What have we here? That might be it. A dwarf, of course. But also a druid, and a good one by the looks of it. Not that sad little boy that's been banging on the door all this time. No, you did your service, made your little bargain with nature, and it let you in. But what for? What are you here for? Hey, 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 hey! Fuck off! Who are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? You're not supposed to be in here. I'm not supposed to be in here, so we both 
should leave right now. You need to stop doing whatever shit you're doing in here. Or I'm gonna have to kick some ass. Listen, it's been a long fucking day, man. I'm just a simple merchant druid. I'm just a- oh, No, no, I'm sorry, no, no. I'm gonna give you one more chance. What the fuck are you doing in here? Cause you're not a merchant, you're glowing black and you look weird and you got weird wings and you're in the middle of my goddamn storm that I'm supposed to be fixing. So one more try from the top. My name's Lore, who the fuck are you? My friends call me the Bargainer. Yeah, how many uh, of those you got? Like, uh, round up to one, maybe? Um, well, quite fair, I believe. But I, I find that what binds us together is not always mere friendship, but, but deals and agreements and, and service. And that leads me to my question of how can I be of service to you today, fine sir? He, uh, he places, he smiles and places his fingers together in front of him um, and just sort of looks at you uh, kindly. Uh, Lore sh- uh, kind of reaches back and puts his shield on, uh, grabs his shield and he's like, all right, so deals, merchant, I'll make a deal for you. You leave, you don't darken this doorstep ever again. And I don't see how far I can shove this stick down your throat. Um, I want you to give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. I was worried he wouldn't take kindly to that one. <laughs> oh, it's plus seven. Oh, nice. Laura's wise beyond his years. Uh, 20. 20? Oh, fuck, really? Yep. Nice. Okay. Um, not a, not an actual twenty. It's a thirteen plus seven. Gotcha. That's still really good. Um, I don't know what happens. Okay. So, uh, you you know that this, as this this person was smiling at you, you felt like this wave, uh, this momentary wave of like, of a friendly feeling wash over you, which then quickly you you pushed back and and broke through. Years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and you you push through that and recognize that this person has, or this this creature, this thing, has just tried to uh, charm you in some way. Lore feels that, mm-hmm. and he kind of lowers his club, his club, and his yeah. shield just a little bit, and he smiles, and he's like. You know what, friend? You're all right. Let me just... I got a question for you. Do you mind me asking a question? I hope you don't mind. Uh, give me a deception check. I think that that's... That you're... Ooh, I like this. Hey, my deception? Not great. Hey, this might come as a shock. Laura has pretty shitty charisma. (laughs) I got a 12. 12? Okay. You have succeeded. Uh, he d- he doesn't think that you are charmed right now, or he thinks you are charmed right now. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So, okay, yeah. Do you just you mind if I ask you one real quick question, bud? Before I kind of get out of your hair and we kind of yeah, we just kind of figure out well, what to do next. Just one quick question. He sort of tilts his head to the side, and the smile that's like. You, you can tell at this moment, um, it's not really part of the person's face that's looking at you. It's sort of imposed over it. Nice. Um, and uh, the smile widens, uh, and they say, But of course, my friend, whatever do you want to know? Honestly, I don't know why. I feel like I should be mad about this, but I don't really care that much. It's just curiosity's sake, you know, I'm a druid. I'm interested in sort of nature patterns. You got anything to do with this storm getting weird? Oh, my friend, of course I do. We all, we all take part in things in different ways. Um, oh, you were saying? I, I, see, I see that I was about to interrupt you. Oh, oh, no, no, it's all good. I just, I gotta say thanks, man. Because um, without you, uh, it'd be a lot harder for me to do this. And I cast Call Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Oh, um, wonderful. Let me explain something. So if <sighs> I... If I am in stormy, technically it says if you are outdoors in stormy conditions, but I don't imagine. No, this this place counts. This place counts. Okay. For for all intents and purposes, you are not in a building. For any anything that would count that way, you are not in a building. So I have control over the existing storm. 
Okay. Wait, what? Um, I am God. Thou shalt have no other gods before lore. <laughs> yeah, so, um, what Call Lightning does normally is a storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder, uh, centered on a point that I can see. Oh my god. It lets me summon lightning from that storm as an action during my turns. Now, generally, just making the cloud, like, the storm is the act, is an action, and then I can only call lightning as an action for the next ten minutes, but since there's already a storm, I control the storm. Oh my god. A bolt of lightning flashes down from uh, the cloud to whatever point I can see within range. I'm gonna, like, make it so that the storm centers around this doof, and then... Yeah, he has to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so this is what I'm what I'm gonna say. Um, if you want to do anything that moves the storm or reshapes the storm, um, you're going like like you, so you're you're trying to move the existing storm, correct? I, the way I imagined it is I would be kind of siphoning off like a portion because I imagine okay, that this storm okay. is just like buck wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I imagine I could siphon off like. A portion of it. Okay. Okay. Cool. That that's that's good. I basically didn't want you to think that this would give you the ability to like manipulate the entirety of the existing storm. So I'll say this: when I prepared this spell, I thought I could do that. <laughs> I, I thought, oh, I'll just stop the storm altogether. I am lore. I am the lore, your god. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not quite. Not quite. Not quite. But I'm gonna. I want to siphon off a little bit and just like. But it, so it's 10 feet tall with a 60 foot radius. That is the portion that I can control. Okay. And it is going to be centered on this dude. And then I'm just going, he has to make a um, dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, he got a uh, 13. Oh, tie. Yes. It's not going to do it. Okay. So um, now here's something that I'm going to appeal to you. So normally with this spell, it does 3d10, but if I'm in stormy conditions, it does 4d10. Oh my gosh. Since this is a god, like a crazy magical storm, do I get a little bit more? Just a little bit more? Hey, Ty? A little bit more? So so you didn't have, you normally would have had to summon this storm on your first turn? Yes. I'm going to say that right now that is the bonus you get that you can skip that step okay, okay. that's fair that's fair yeah so six eight eighteen oh my gosh 23 33 lightning damage lightning damage and Laura just like uh, he kind of like takes his hand off of his totem and just sort of stretches he's like uh, so how's that feel for you, big guy? Uh, Ready to take this outside, or you want to stick around? Oh, man, I hadn't really considered that you might scare this person out of where they are. Um, how much did you say you did? Uh, 33 damage. Wowie, wow. Oh, and hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. Yeah? The rest of this, I can do that without spending a spell slot. Oh my god. Because the spell is casting the storm cloud or taking control of the storm cloud. Yeah. And then it lasts for up to 10 minutes. So even like if we get out of the one minute long combat, I can just Zeus this shit. I, I did roll some very good rolls just then though. So as you as you did all of that, um, you also noticed that the uh, space that you were in, which which had just been like sort of um, this brown uh, th this brown flat stone um, with with a flex of like this uh, yellow metal uh, you see that it sort of sh has shimmered um, as you have started calling the storm and it reshapes itself into this tall grass um, that's just sort of like flowing with the wind uh, as if you were standing in a um, large field and with, with everything else is still everything else is still there. You can you can still make out um, the walls of this room. You can still make out the storm in the center, um, all of that stuff. Uh, but but you are suddenly in this this space um, and then the lightning comes down and just racks the bargainer uh, with, with shots. And um, with that, I, I think that 
uh, he looks up at you, or they look up at you, um, and smile, and you see uh, their hand lift up, and a black glow start in it. Um, does a 15 hit your AC? Yes, it does. Nice. Um, you see a just long black glow of energy stretch out from their hand um, and then hit you in the chest as an eldritch blast cracks through the air and deals only six damage, which is actually actually above average for what that thing can do. And uh, by the way, uh, so they're, they're just in the storm right now, right? Yep. So there's nowhere they can really safely go to get away from the lightning? Uh... According to the spell, I can use this lightning to hit any point I can see within 100 feet. No, with 120 feet. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, this space is like, it is big, but like that's not really, they're not going to be able to get away from you um, very easily. They, uh, they flap their wings to uh, blow themselves backwards and, and away from you and you get hit by a gust. Uh, roll me a quick strength saving throw. You know, one day I'm going to have a character that's just all strength. Yeah. Like, you fucking, you fucking watch, man. I don't know why that's never a stat that I'm like, yeah, I want to be a strong man. I want to be a strong guy. Uh, 14? That just barely makes it. Woo! As the wings, like, just sort of flap towards you, pushing themselves backwards, the wind like pushes against you, uh, but you hold firm and don't get knocked back. As they they move backwards, though, you feel. Uh, does a thirteen hit your AC? It ties with my AC. So um, you have been uh, slammed into by the in the side, and you take uh, nine damage, bludgeoning damage. Wait, from the wind? Nope. You got hit in the side um, as you, you held firm, uh, and you were like, yeah, I got it. And then you get hit in the side by uh, just two large horns that bludgeon into you and uh, knock you backwards. You, uh, you look um, to your side after taking this damage and see a ram, a sheep, I guess. I'll, I'll say a goat. A goat. You see a goat that is um, crackling with electrical energy. Hmm. It has these sort of, like, lines cracking through it. Okay. Um, so I want to know what lore knows about a certain thing. Sure. So I'm going to I'm gonna suggest an arcanic check. I want to know what lore knows about possession. Okay. Uh, so... Arcana check, probably, or a religion check, you could make the argument, but probably arcana check. Probably arcana check, specifically because I have a spell that might be able to stop a possession. So basically, I have a spell called Dispel Magic, mm. where I can make an ability check using my spellcasting ability. The DC is 10 plus the spell's level. On a successful check, the spell ends. So I'm trying to just get a feel. Would Lore think that a possession is something that he could use that spell to end? Mm. So I think it I think it would be an arcana check. And I'm not telling you to tell me if this is something that Lore could do, but will this be something that Lore thinks he could do? Okay. Reasonably. Uh yeah, roll roll your dice. I got a 10. 10. Uh I would say he would be unsure. That's fair. That's hey, a perfect 10? That's fair. Yeah, because because the thing is that uh dispel magic, it so it, it dispels a spell on a target that's below a certain level. It, if somebody is a magical creature, it doesn't necessarily purge that magical creature. So if, if, there is, if there is a spell that is affecting these things, then that's one thing. But if there is like a magical creature inhabiting them, then that's a whole nother, op a whole nother thing, you know? Okay. Then I'm going to do something annoying, Ty, and I'm sorry for doing this. Go for it. Lore looks at the ram that just headbutted him, and he's like, well, two enemies is a bit rough for one guy, don't you think? Uh, but what about nine guys? And then I'm going to cast Conjure Animals. Oh! And I'm going to Conjure eight beasts of challenge rating one-fourth or lower. Okay. Which, 
which each have their so um yeah so technically you control like you are the beast tie i let me find some beasts that are one quarter challenge right in my head they're raccoons <laughs> oh if you can find stats for raccoons they'll be raccoons well challenge accepted like they're not strong but i just think that like story-wise it just feels appropriate it feels good to summon eight of these little trash pandas to attack this goat <laughs> okay i'm gonna send you the stats for the raccoons like doesn't that just feel good it just feels good it, it just feels, feels good. good okay i've sent you that okay so uh i'll give you i'll give you this again i say um well, two on one, that's not really fair. But, um, you know what? I like, I like nine on two. And I summon eight fey spirits that take the shape of raccoons. All right, you little sons of bitches. Um, haven't really had a whole lot of luck with y'all in the past. How about you take care of this ram for me? Okay. I'm trying to think of how I want to handle this. Uh... Tell me if this seems fair. Um, we'll run them as a group, so anytime their turn in the initiative order comes up, they they all go. Well, yeah. Uh, and damn, raccoons actually suck. If they hit, it's one piercing damage. Oh my gosh. It's just like automatically one damage if they hit. So that's not great, but like I don't, I'm not trying to get them to kill this ram. I really just need attention. Yeah, I, I think that um, how we'll do this, how we'll handle this, is uh, they are going to be fighting this this ram, and depending on how... They're basically just going to keep be keeping it busy while you work with the bargainer until, like, one of you has gotten the upper hand, and then we'll, we'll check back in with them to see how they've been doing. But, uh, listener, just imagine that this crazy raccoon uh, goat fight is going on in the background the whole time. It's just eight raccoons. Eight like spectral raccoons fighting a lightning ram and it hey if every single one of your listeners isn't just like incredibly excited by this then like what are they even doing listening to this podcast what are they even doing listening to this podcast because this is the most fantastical shit that isn't like dragons and unicorns it's just like the most mundane fantasy shit i love it Alright, um, so I see, I imagine that what happens is I touch my, um, when I cast this spell, I touch my totem, and I just say, come on! And then just, like, <laughs> eight raccoons so just pour out. <laughs> just pour out of this totem. And, um, then I point my shillelagh back at, um, the bargainer inside the storm, and I'm like, hey, ugly, I got another question for you. Oh, uh, Yes. Are you a haint? I haven't heard that word before. You, ha you haven't heard of the haint? Did you do the shit in the bottle trees? Uh, he just smile, or they just smile very broadly. You know what? That's some... Mmm. Oh, you done pissed me off. Okay. And yeah, I guess that's the end of my turn. <laughs> All right. And uh, with that, um, does a 15 hit your AC? Yes, it does. Um, an arrow sinks it into your back. God damn it! Or more, more along your side. So you've sort of like turned to look at the raccoons and the the rams, and you get hit in the back, uh, back sort of side uh, with an arrow. Uh, that does three damage. Not that bad. Okay, I turn to where the arrow came from. Uh, what do I see? Looking over your shoulder. You see a dwarven woman who is dripping with just sort of this this glowing green liquid that's sort of pouring out of these cracks going over her face and arms. Wait, do I like recognize the dwarven woman? Uh, roll me a history check. Oh, shit. Does this have to do with uh, stonework? <laughs> 18. 18. Uh, you totally recognize this woman. Um, you... Don't quite remember her name because it's been a long time since you lived in in Mount Rena, but you do recognize her as someone who used to do a lot of hunting around the valleys uh, surrounding Mount Rena. You never really got to know her very well because you know hunter. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, so she just freaking shot you. 
Do I know what's happening here? I seem to be being attacked by the temple itself. Is it the temple attack? Is this something I would know about? Uh, oh boy, roll me a religion Should check. Should I roll a history, a religion check? I, I think this would be a religion. I, I know that, like, Brega is not a god. It's more of just a mother nature sort of thing, but, like... No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Real quick. Yo. At some point in my life, I chose to be proficient in religion, and that's never a skill that me as a player has ever been interested in. But here we are. Here we are. Eh, I only got an eight. Um, yeah, you you don't really have an idea about what's going on with that, uh, about whether this is coming from the temple or what. Okay. I, I look at the woman, I'm like, what the hell, lady? I'm out here. You know what? That's some shit. She looks at you with just sort of like a dead-eyed stare. Yep. Her eyes are glowing like a, a, a sickly green look. I uh, use a rude hand gesture. <laughs> Whatever. I, I imagine for dwarves, it's like a pinky finger, just like. And um, as you are doing that, does uh, does 19 hit your AC? Yes, it does, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Uh, Ty, yes. Another crack of like black force shoots out from where Silas is. Or sorry, damn it. From where the bargainer is, because it's not really Silas. Well, it's both of them. Silas is there. Yeah, Silas is there. Um, shoots out from uh, their hand and um, strikes into you. Uh, six damage again. Okay. Uh, my turn? No, I think that uh, with that, they are going to sort of beat their wings again and fly up towards you. They, they're they closing the distance, closing the gap, getting away from the directly next to the storm. Perhaps they think that that'll help them. Uh, we know better. It won't. But uh, but they're getting they're getting closer to you, making it so that behind you is the dwarf, and in front of you is them. Okay, I step back a good bit to try to put some more distance between me and the bargainer. Mm -hmm. the, the I'm trying to combine Silas with the bargainer. The Silas. <laughs> no, the the barless. The bar, the barless, the, the bar, barless, the barless. Um, I try to put some distance. I can move twenty five feet, so I put twenty five feet in between me and the barless. Okay, so you're you're probably about equidistant between the two people now. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And I look to the raccoons and I say, five of you, the archer, and um. All right. Um, I will say I will say that in that time period during their last term, the um goat got rid of like one of the raccoons. So there's only okay. there's only seven now. I uh, so I back away. I look at the raccoons and I say, five of you, the archer." And I uh, look at Silas and I sort of beat my um, club on my shield and I say, "All right, big ugly, let's do this round two. And I throw another lightning bolt at them. So oh shit! Oh shit! Roll that dexterity saving throw. That's gonna be a sixteen. Damn it. Okay, so they dig succeed, but they take half damage. Oh jeez. Okay. How much to take? 16 damage. Take it. So I'll mention this. The last time we I asked about this, you mentioned that the bonus of being being able to use what could be the largest storm. No, not could be. Is definitely the largest storm in uh, this country. Mm -hmm. Would be that I would be able to use it automatically. Now that it's just ongoing, do I get additional bonuses? Like, can I roll that D10? One more time. I I'm can gonna. I, hey Ty, can I hit him, baby? One, one more time. time. I'm gonna say no, just because he can't or they can't escape from it. Okay. Uh, second question. Yes. Are the goat, the raccoons, or the hunter within five feet of you? The bargainers. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Not at this moment. The barless. That's an important thing. That's an important thing to keep in mind. Okay. Cool. I will keep that in mind. Yes, and I told five of the... So now two of the raccoons are attacking the goat, and the five are going after the archer. All right, cool. 
so with that, so the hunter is like trying to knock these, um, knock themselves free of these uh, raccoons. I'm gonna say that they they try to sort of give themselves enough distance to try to shoot at you, which I'm gonna use as a DC like opportunity attack for the raccoons. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'll I'll roll. Because if you do, hey, if you do a ranged attack against a target and there are other people by you, they get opportunity attacks. I'm gonna say that like two of them at least managed to get, grab off a bite on this hunter. Hell yeah, get some! Get some, you trash pandas, hell yeah! <laughs> uh, so they, they managed to do that. And the the hunter is going to try to shoot at you still, but they are going to have disadvantage. 17 and 18. Uh, yep. which plus two. That hits. Hey, tight. That hits. That hits. My AC is only 13. Yeah. You feel uh, six damage worth of uh, arrow hitting you. <laughs> ah, this feels like approximately six damage worth of arrow. Oofa doofa. You still have one wild shape, right? Yes, I do have one wild shape left. Okay. I'm working on determining when is the best time to use that. And also which one I want to use. As that happens, as you sort of like spin around, having this uh, this arrow um, hit into you, roll me a perception check real quick. Uh, twenty. Yeah. Okay. Um, you barely manage to sense a movement in the the underbrush nearby as a creature is making its way through the grass towards you. Because of that, you are not surprised, and so it's not going to have advantage on this attack. As a wolf. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> As a uh, wolf that is glowing with a sort of like white-ish light crackling, cracking through its skin, jumps forward towards you. Uh, yeah, that hits. 22. And it's going to bite down uh, piercing damage, and that's going to be four damage, four piercing damage. Okay. This thing is, is biting down on you, so yeah, uh, it's your, your turn. Wait, no, it's uh, it's Silas's turn. Silas is going to... Silas raises up their hand again uh, and sticks out a single finger towards you, uh, and they see, or you see, another black beam just sort of spring outward away from their finger and uh, strike at you. Oh, boy. Uh, they did real bad on that. Oh, good. Um, this, this spell... Uh, you know what? Let me let me roll something real quick. If they do really bad again, I might make something good happen to you. Yeah, um, they stuck out their finger and uh, and uh, this beam shoots out. But the wolf, which is currently like biting down on you, um, you turn and put the wolf in between you and this beam. The beam strikes the wolf, and you see as it's just like you see that that it's it's muscles and just sort of like wither. And it, it, it though you feel the bite that's on your arm right now just sort of like loosen uh, as it's suddenly just much, much weaker. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I feel bad about that one, but um, not too bad. Okay. Um, so at this point, Laura's not feeling great. How does the bargainist look? Um, Bar Barless? As you you were trying to get a, a view of the the bargain, bargain the barless, uh, barless the bargain ass that's sort of where I'm at right mm, now the bargain, bargain nasty bargain nasty barless barless as you look at the the gainer, um, there's nothing good yeah the gainer the gainer as you look at the gainer um, you you notice you you feel like a moment of like man, I, I'm not feeling great. I hope this person's also not feeling great. And um, then in that moment, the room that you're in like shifts and the field that you guys are in right now changes to this forest of uh, just tall pine trees. And just the, the ground all around you is uh, covered with straw. And yeah, that is where you are now. Um, you take a look at the bargainer and you can tell that while they are, are pretty heavily hit and they are certainly angry, they are not uh, they are not scared. They do not appear shaken. Sorry, I'm thinking. Yeah, go for it. You do what you gotta do. I'm hitting you with a lot right now. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think if I want to hit this person with another lightning bolt. Or if I want to keep myself safe. Either way, you should talk into the mic. Hey, it's, it's all picking up. Okay, good. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, okay, um, so Lore mimicking what the bar, uh, the barlet, Bargainist? What did we say? The Saigoner. The Saigoner did with one finger up. Does that, but with like a rude finger gesture, which as I just established was one pinky. You know, you said you probably had like zero friends. Well, I got a few more. And then I touch my totem and say, come on. And two lions spring out of my totem. Let's, uh, let's say mountain lions, maybe? Yeah, whatever. Okay. As long as they have these stats that I'm going to sing to you, because specifically because the lion has advantage on all attack rolls against a creature if at least one of the lion's allies is within five feet of the creature and the ally is incapacitated. Worse for me. I mean, they have a bunch of really good stats too, but that's very good. I look to the lions and say, all right, putting you in charge of these dillweeds, and I point to the raccoons, and then uh, I say... <laughs> oh, because, oh my gosh, they're all like... Oh, that's so smart. And then I say, um, just uh, run interference for me. Anything pops up, move them around. You know what to do. And then I jump up in the air and fucking swan dive into the ground. <sighs> and we've kind of talked about this. So if I say a description that you really don't want, then we can. My idea with this is that it is an animal that isn't seen in um most of the place because it is kind of native to Mount Rena. Okay. Um, so I lift up one very large white furry paw. All right. And I lift up another very large white furry paw and pull myself out of the ground and just all white fur, feline, big tall ears. And I come out with a little, not much of a tail and I left, let out a really big, big roar as I have transferred, transformed into a, mm, we'll call it a, how, how do you like this tie? A crag bobcat? That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, I'm so happy. Nice. A, uh, a native to Mount Rena, all white, long ears, uh, short tail with inherent bestial, or uh, inherent magical resistance. And I just let out a real, like, I go to let out a roar, but then bobcats are more stealth-oriented. So I kind of just, like, I slink off, like, 40 feet around and just kind of, like, hide behind a tree. Like, I put a tree in between me and the hunter and the ram, if I can. Okay, cool. So I think that this is what I'm going to say right now. As far as you have created so many different forces that the Saigoner's minions need to deal with, that I think that I'm going to say that, like, unless you specifically start targeting them, I'm going to I'm going to have them just sort of like handle each other. OK. And uh, actually, roll me roll me a, a 20, a D D20. I'm going to roll one as well. And we'll just see, like, generally how they're doing against each other. OK. I got a 13. Um, these guys got a 13 as well. So I'm going to say that they are just like keeping each other perfectly occupied and at bay. I like to imagine that like the raccoons were struggling mm -hmm. and like as more things were popping up to fuck me up, they're like, oh, we dog, no, we can't. We're just we're just trash pandas. <laughs> and then two lions popped up or mountain lions. Sorry popped up and they like the mountain lions stood up and put their front paws behind their back like fucking war generals and they're just like strategizing like <laughs> these <laughs> they're just like it's like a fucking game of starcraft or something where it's like send the minions here to block this demon wolf and over here to block this dwarf archer two of you the ram one of you back to the archer <laughs> And uh, meanwhile, you're, you're seeing out of the wolf, like, just these bursts of force damage, like, radiating out of it every once in a while. And the ram is every once in a while just, like, turning into just a bolt of electricity that shoots around the room. 
and and they're just they're just going crazy they're going ballistic and in the midst of all of that you sort of disappear into the shadows uh as do you want me to make some sort of stealth check or something to try to i'm i'm gonna have you do a stealth check and i'm also gonna have you do a perception check hey my stealth is a crag bobcat very good 19 stealth check and for perception 13 yeah, um, the, the Saigoner did very poorly on both of those. Um, so <laughs> uh, they do not see you right now. They have just been sort of like caught up in all of the stuff that's going on. And they tried to sort of like beat their wings up into the air, um, but they can't go very high. Um, so they haven't been able, you've been able to like track them perfectly as they've just sort of been like, they, they realize they've had to like land down and are walking around uh, looking for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I cannot be targeted or detected by any divination magic or perceived through magical scrying sensors. What? Crag Bobcat. Oh, that's very good. Um, well, so I think it's it's their turn now. So I'm going to have them. Uh, they're going to be looking around for you, and I, I think they're going to roll a. We're going to have them do a perception check as a action. Yeah. Nah. Nah, dog. They they don't they don't, they don't see you. All right. Um, how far away are they? Uh, they are probably. Well, you tell me. How, how close are you at this point? So I said I moved forty feet, but I imagined it as like forty feet bobbing and weaving, like around mm-hmm. to try to like. I'm trying to get it so that I am on the opposite side of the Saigoner as the whatever else is being summoned. You can you can do that. Okay. I basically can I move forty feet and then hit Saigoner. Yes, uh, I would say you can do that. Um, and it, it, while all of this is happening, you are you are dodging between like tree and tree and tree, um, going up these these little dips in the uh, the soft loamy um, pine straw covering the forest floor. Hell yeah! So like just padding, just and I imagine that you just see the Saigoner. He sees like these fucking spectral raccoons and mountain lions attacking these things that have popped up to help him Mm -hmm. and just and then you just hear a as I go to whack him with my claw should I edit in a a really good uh, bobcat sound right there yes please do okay um because I got a 19 to hit oh shit yeah you totally hit what up uh so that's eight slashing damage. Yeah, dog. And then the Saigoner has to make a strength saving throw. A strength saving throw. Okay, uh, strength is a thing that they did not do great on. Hell yeah. Twelve. Yep, they on the ground. <laughs> well, shit. And now... Since it's prone, I can make one bite attack as a bonus action. Well, shit. <laughs> okay, Ty, here's where you get to play. Um, I went to make my bite attack as a bonus action. I critically failed. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, how Are you happy? I... Are you happy, Ty? Are you happy? Are uh, you happy that my very cool cat that I turned into critically failed? What do I want to do to you for this critical failure? If you want, you want the Saigoner to reach out and say, I love cats, and just kind of pet me. Uh, it creeps me out a little, but it's okay. One second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up a particular spell, which I think would be appropriate here. No. No, no, that's, that's, that's unfair. I don't, I don't think I can give you, like, a full-on spell. Um, but what I'm, I'm going to say is they... Uh, they, as you go to bite them a, a second time, um, they whip their wings down and uh, burst up into the air. Um, roll me a strength saving throw. Oof. Oh, actually. <laughs> you got you got the cats. Uh, 16? 16. Yeah, you barely manage to, uh, to hold on. You dig your claws in to keep yourself from getting uh, thrown backwards as this wind just sort of, like, buffets you um, real hard as this, this one bursts into the air above you. Um, do you have anything I else? I look up and ju- I just go, and that's it. <laughs> nice. Um, as the bargainer, like, has burst up to the air above you. The Saigoner? Yes, uh, the Saigoner. You see them start to lower their hand uh, down to point towards you again, 
And do I want to do that yet? No, I'm not going to. Um, what will I do? What would you do to kill lore? Boom boom. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a simple uh, simple little. They point their hand towards you and do another one of those eldritch blasts that definitely hits. Oh, only two damage. Hell yeah. So you get hit by this this uh, this force damage that like pounds into you, but out of the woods you see stepping towards you a large uh, black bear with fiery cracks going through it. To which I roar, well, I roar and just make bobcat noises, but what I'm saying is, um, guys, uh, a little something-something here at the, uh, the mountain lions. I think at this point, if you wanted to send them over there, you would have to, like, expose one of the, the three other creatures. Would Are you okay doing that? Well, not both. I wasn't. I was. I was just trying to get them to make a decision as to who they were gonna send. Gotcha. One of them, not both of them, okay. because one of them, based on the stats of bears and lions, they should be a reasonable match. Well, so what I'm saying is, uh, right now, um, you've got two lions uh, dealing with one dealing with a wolf, one dealing with a hunter, and then a bunch of uh, raccoons dealing with a lightning ram. Um, so if you wanted to send one of those groups off to deal with the bear, you could, but then you'd leave yourself exposed to one of the other, uh, the other three. Oh, I thought some of the raccoons were dealing with the hunter as well. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a little bit divvied up, but I, I was just I was just giving them the option of. Oh, okay, okay. You're not gonna order them. Yeah, I'm not ordering them. I'm just saying, their job right now is to run interference on as much of this as they can handle. Gotcha. That was the that was the the verbal command I had given them. Okay. Well, it is uh it is your turn right now. So, where's the Saigoner? Uh, the Saigoner is above you, uh maybe about 15 feet, and then the bear is uh maybe 15 feet away from you, away from the main group, and the main group is like maybe like 50 feet away from you right now. Okay, so 15 feet above me, and we're in a pine forest. I'm gonna, I guess, jump up the tree and pounce at the Saigoner. Okay. Um, with a claw attack. Uh, that's a 15 to hit. 15, uh, so you, you jump at them, and they give themselves a, sm- a small boost with their wings and go just barely out of your reach, and you, uh, you fall down towards the ground. As you do, the forest that's surrounding you disappears and is replaced by a uh, marsh with um, Spartinus, uh, Spartina, um, and and a uh, low, uh, low muddy water um, all around you. So okay, so I've dropped to the ground. I'm in the marsh now. Yeah, uh, the spot you're in, it's not going to impede your uh, your mobility. So how how far away or how far did I move? Just so they were fifteen feet away, I imagine I climbed that to pounce. So is that yeah. fifteen feet of movement or thirty? I believe I, think I, it's, I believe that counts as thirty unless you have some sort of bonus to to like climbing. You think I would, but I do not. No. So I'm going to move ten feet away. Okay. And I'm going to try to like crouch down to hide among the Spartana. Okay, sounds good. Uh, give me, I, I, so that, so that's, I guess, gonna be a spell, or, mm, I don't know if I can let you do a, uh, an actual specific stealth check, because, like... Yeah, I guess hiding is a, is a bonus action for rogues. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Silas, it, sorry, um, the bargainer is, spin, Saigoner, um, spins around. I don't, this is a sort of thing, the sort of complication that I had not anticipated, uh, names, um, spins around as you, you have blown past them in the air and uh, whips their hand towards you again, is about to strike out uh, when you land down just as the the landscape is changing and you get swaddled up in this grass and try to hide yourself. And um, in that moment, you see them pause for just a moment and you see once again that smile. It's strange how, how sometimes the smile seems to widen even though you could have sworn it had already widened to like the max, you know? Ty, I hate this. I hate this so much. Uh, I hate this. I hate this. Hey, Ty, yeah. this, I hate it. 
I just hate because I have a very clear mind or vision in my mind of just like this ever increasing smile despite it like already being way too big. Yeah. Oh, I hate it so much. It's weird because like the smile like always seems just past what a regular person could do. But then it gets a little bigger, but it still seems just past what a regular person could do. It's very unpleasant. Um, In my head, I don't know if you've read the comic arc where the Joker had his face torn off and then he stapled it back onto his terrifying. face. That's exactly what I have in my mind. That just like you have the like muscle underneath is Silas's face, and then just like the smile that is crudely stretched across it is the like skin. Oh, I hate it so much. Unhappy. I, I yep. am not a fan. Um, I'm trying to kill this thing because of this. So uh, at that, the the creature um, bargainer like swoops down towards you and lands right in front of your face. And in that moment, even though you are still in the form of this cat, you feel as though you are just, you feel as though everything has like melted away. Um, you're no longer looking at a woman wreathed in these this weird black glow um, with wings sprouting out of her back. You're no longer in this salty marsh. Um, you're no longer a uh, white, giant white bobcat. Um, you are a man uh, who is standing in a, a just a space looking at a figure with a wide-brimmed hat, a large smile, and traveling merchant's clothing. And in that moment, as their their smile spreads, I want you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com at SCQ Podcast on Twitter or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com The Scavengers Network Creator-driven Community-focused Treasured content Hey guys, uh, before we get on to bloopers, I just wanted to let you all know that recently I guested on Rolling Misadventures, where I got to play Fiasco, which is kind of like playing through a movie that you improvise along the way. Um, we did one that was a high seas pirate adventure. So if you ever wanted to hear me and a bunch of bunch of silly people uh, make bad pirate voices uh, check out rolling dem crossbones uh, which is the most recent two episodes of uh, rolling misadventures i'm jdc053 a confused clone without any pants um i'm james not a cop who is definitely not a cop i'm tobias clutterbuck a terrible victorian actor I'm Action 6 News Reporter, Chet Cleveland. I'm star of the stage, Helen Slaymaker. And I'm Lieutenant Starburst Cheez-It Taco Bell Esquire, the third. And this is Rolling Misadventures, a podcast that's part tabletop real play, part improvised audio drama, and a complete and total fiasco. Join us every two weeks for stories of mayhem, murder, and occasionally a moose. So check out Rolling Misadventures and see how it all goes wrong at rollingmisadventures.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dick beans. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. I'm going to start recording now. Let's sync up. Oh, let me. I'm checking my levels. I'm checking my levels. I'm checking my levels. Ah!
Okay, so I'm, I'm asking you to me. fuck off. I'm asking you to fuck off. I'm asking you to fuck off. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to learn be better about like varying my distance. Like if I'm talking kind of quietly, I can get kind of close to the mic and stuff. But if I'm talking louder, I can back up. You know, that's the goal. Con- congratulations, Ty. You've um figured out I, what I imagine is the first step in recording. Hey, you know, I, I've known the mm, <laughs> punch you in your face. Uh, you can't tie. We're in different states. We are in different states. I'm Enough in a matter. state. I'm you know, a I was going to make a similar joke that I would art. I, I want to say would be better, but honestly, I my my brain hadn't caught up to my mouth yet. So who knows? No. Okay, that's enough. That hey, that does not go into the bloopers. That stays out of the bloopers. That goes in the garbage. <laughs> Ty, okay. hey Ty, yeah. I do not consent to that singing being put in the bloopers. Wait, my singing or your singing? Either, oh, either. either. Both. Okay. I don't consent. Hey, listener, just know we did a we did a. I'm not even gonna lie. A bad, a bad. We uh, attempted. Boys. Ty. In sync. In sync. I'm sorry, man. We were talking about how we were in sync. That, that makes a lot of sense. Hello. Um. Nope. 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 Not. Hey, Ty. Not British. Okay. One second. Lightning damage. Lightning damage. I believe that goes to the attacker, right? Um, I mean, I think ties generally go to you, Ty. <laughs> I'll look as this. per as per the rules we established freshman year of college. But um, uh, I think generally, yes. OK, cool. I think the way we've always played it outside of side character quests, it was the characters, but or yeah, the players. I've, but I've always just given it to the player um, just to make them feel a little better. Uh, <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> Um, hey Ty, damn. Yeah, I know, right? I don't want to have to say a ram and then distinguish between a ram and a ram. D and D five E raccoon. Raccoon race. Oh hell yeah! I found a homebrew monster class of raccoons. And um, the way that conjure animals works is. Each beast is a beast, but also considered fey. It disappears when it drops to zero hit points or when the spell ends. They are friendly to me. You roll initiative for the summoned creatures as a group. But like each one has its own turn. So each one does its own attack. Okay. They obey any verbal commands that I issue them with no action required by me. If I don't issue any commands, they defend themselves. But I have issued the command that these raccoons should take care of the ram. Okay, I'm trying to think of how I want to handle this. Uh, I'm sorry, I can I can take that all back and just summon one beast if you want. I would totally understand. If you can just, think of one that you would like better than raccoons, then go for it. But like, I'm I'm down for this. I like this image. I just I'm I mean, just trying to think if, of like if I was to summon one beast because I like one beast is a challenge rating two or lower, then I would make the argument that Lore knows of more beasts than he has seen. And I would summon some buck wild shit like a lion. I, I think I think we can keep the uh, the ra- raccoons. Yeah, uh, remember when you were clicking, uh, try not to be talking. Hey, hey, doing my best. I'm trying to make you sound as best as you can can't sound that great um (laughs) i like your voice thanks ty you're welcome hey ty can i tell you a quick story and your listeners if you want to put this in the bloopers okay um so my first year of grad school uh my wife my then girlfriend um mallory uh also the player of alton um she was at disney world working at disney but she had just recently gotten a kitten that we had both agreed to share the responsibility of. And of course, when she was at Disney, the kitten was staying with me, a first year grad student. Well, I went to go put flea medicine on my precious kitten 
and the cat um, was being especially bad, and she bit me, and she scratched me, and she hissed at me, to which I responded with just instinctually another hiss. <laughs> and then me and my cat were just hissing at each other for like 30 minutes. <laughs> it was just the two of us. And eventually I did get that flea medicine on my cat because I've yet to be put. I've yet to be beaten by my cat. How how old was your cat at this point? How big were they? Uh, at that time, she was. Maybe a year old. Oh, man. So 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 significantly sized. Yeah, I, well, uh, she's a small. You've seen the cat. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the cat. Uh, she she's not a very big cat, but she. Her name is Cersei, and she lives up to that name. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, but she was as big as she was ever going to be. And we were just hissing at each other. And then I realized, what has my life become that I'm now just hissing at my cat? That's fair. So that's how I learned how to do a really good... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ty, um, real quick. Did you know that they changed the genus name of Spartina Alternaflora? I did not know that. Yeah, it was recent. I was at the Benthic Ecology meeting last year, and there was someone who talked about it. And I'm going to look up the name of it. And I'm sorry, this will all get cut. Um, it is. N- uh, while you're looking that up, I'm going to share the fact that when I was in high school, um, 300 had just come out. We went on a biology trip uh, to a coastal island of Georgia. Um, and uh, there was a kid who drew a um, drew a poster or like a T-shirt that said, Spartinus, prepare for high tide. It was very good. That's pretty good. I could tell you all sorts about Spartano, Alternaflora, but that is not its name anymore, but I can't find... Why'd it change? The... I'm so disappointed. I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, is apparently the common name is Smooth Cord Grass, but no one calls it that. No, they just call it Spartano, right? Yeah, I think it's now like Sporabolus or something like that. Something dumb. And every literally everyone in the world is pissed about it. Um... But anyways, a regular old Pluto situation, except that astronomers are happy about that. Yeah. 